Well, good morning, my friend. This is podcast number 460 for Thursday, January 13th. We're in our ABC series. God bless. Well, good morning to you, my friends. This is podcast number 460, Thursday, January 13th of 2022. We're in our ABC series. I hope you're enjoying it. We're still in the A's. We'll have two more um, that I know of, unless some changes over the weekend, but uh, two more for this week. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, our memory verse. I hope these memory verses are making a difference. Plant that word deep within your heart. And it makes a big difference. Um, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. That's our memory verse, or one of them. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Remember, Paul struggled with getting believers um, because of the cross. You know, the Jews were looking for a Messiah, not uh, a Messiah to die, but a Messiah to rule. And then the cross was always looked at as um, a form of um, the curse from Deuteronomy. So uh, Jesus did did the opposite of what everybody thought he would do. Um, um, So it was difficult for them to understand it. Let's look at Romans chapter 1 and our other two memory verses. Romans chapter 1. You memorize whatever you can memorize. Um... Sometimes I tell people just to memorize the address. So if you wanted to talk to somebody about the cross, you can take him to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, if you want. Or if you wanted to talk about living by faith, you could use this verse. So if it's tough for you to memorize, just memorize the address. So 1 Corinthians 1, 18, and now Romans 1, 16 and 17. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. So it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So today I want to talk about anger. Uh, To me, um, incorrectly, but this is the way I've always thought of anger, as a wasted emotion. Um, But anger, um, according to the dictionary, is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. To me, anger has always meant hostility. I I grew up in a broken home. I grew up in a home where there was a lot of um, anger. Um, And that's, you know, kind of part of my background, right? So anger to me was hostility. It wasn't just annoyance and it wasn't just displeasure. So anger can be um, different emotions. And so I'll, I have to to, uh, to work through that as I study, but, I, but I'm going to share with you some scriptures this morning because the scriptures give us the answer. There's nothing um, in the Bible, uh, nothing that we face in life that isn't covered. Now, I know there can be specific areas that go, well, it's not exact, but there's no gray. There's a lot of really, really um, tough issues that are Uh, handled in the Bible, and anger is one of them. Jesus dealt with it in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. Matthew 5, 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. So he's going back to those talking about the law, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. 
But I say to you that everyone who's anger with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to hellfire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, underline that something against you, not so much that you've done, not that you uh, couldn't be in that situation where you've offended your brother, but if your brother is offended by you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly, I say to you, you will never get out until you paid the last penny. There's a lot there. We won't unpack all of that. But number one, it's 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 Jesus uh, didn't didn't uh, lower the standards. He raised the standards. He said, if you're angry at all, you're guilty. Why? Because there, there's, we'll look at another scripture in a moment, we're making place or giving place for the enemy to come in and drive a wedge between brothers. And so anger, remember again, can be annoyance, displeasure, hostility. Deal with it quickly. Deal with it quickly. Forgive. We'll get into forgiveness, but forgiveness is all threaded through here. And Ephesians tells us to forgive as we have been forgiven. And so I know broken relationships. I've, I've dealt with so many people in counseling. And sometimes they can't even remember what started the broken relationships. They've given, they've given place to the enemy. The enemy has just, just uh, messed with them. Now, it, it says if you come to the altar and you realize that your brother has something against you, and it can be the other way as well, that you have something against your brother, you need to go make it right to the best of your ability. Um, We can't always fix everything, but we can be willing to fix them and willing to be the one who goes first. Uh, So many times our humanity says, well, if they come and ask, if they come and ask, if they come and basically beg for my forgiveness, then I'll give it to them. Or if they come and make an apology, no, we need to forgive whether they make an apology or not. Now, obviously... Some of you have been through some stuff that I I can't even imagine. I've been through some stuff that you might be able not to imagine. But the reality is that to the best of our ability, with the help of God and the grace of God, we need to come to terms with that. The Verses 25 and 26, I like. I, I heard Chuck Swindoll talk about this because what he talks about here is 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 not a true sentence, um, like a like a physical sentence in in a jail, but if you don't deal with your unforgiveness, you put yourself in prison. And until you deal with it, until you've dealt with every bit of it, you're still going to be in that prison. And I like the way he shared that. Now Jesus could have been dealing with something even far greater than that in a physical prison and a physical courtroom. But imagine yourself locking yourself in prison because you're locked in because of your own unforgiveness and your anger. Turn to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Right after Hebrews, right before First and Second Peter is the book of James. James chapter 1 verse 19 James chapter 1, verse 19 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So we need to be listeners. Stephen Covey says, uh, Stephen Covey said in his book, uh, Seek first to 
understand someone and then to be understood. We flip the switch on that so many times. We want everybody to understand our point of view. Be quick to hear, be slow to speak, two ears, one mouth, right? And be very slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Underline that. The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. There is a righteous indignation. There is a righteous anger at the things, a mistreatment of people. But this is the anger of man. Therefore, put away all filthiness. And he, and he ties anger into this. Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Be But be do, uh, doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. <clears throat> For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and at <clears throat> once forgets what he is like. <clears throat> Excuse me, I still have a little bit of a cold. But the one who looks into the perfect law, which is God's law, and the law of liberty, and, pers- and perseveres, being no hearer who acts but is a doer, uh, who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We need to be doers of the word. The word of God is our source. The word of God is where we go to answers. And again, I believe the word of God deals with everything that we deal with. Turn to First Peter, just a few pages over. First Peter chapter 4, verses uh, 7 through 11. This, this, I think, is incredibly pertinent to the times in which we live in. Peter says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled, sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality uh, to one another without gram- grumbling. As he, <coughs> Excuse me. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. We need to use the gifts that God has given us and to be a blessing to others. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. We need to be peacemakers. We need to be listening to the voice of God. We need to be uh, using the gifts that God has given us to bring peace and to bring unity. Um, Go back to Proverbs chapter 12. I love this verse. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16. When you think of this verse, when we read it, think of Facebook and and all of the... um, all of the media and how quick we are to respond, right? Quick, quick, quick. Verse 16 of Proverbs 12, the vexation, vexation means the reason for frustration of a fool. So you're frustrated uh, of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. We're so quick to respond on Facebook and social media. We're so quick to respond and, and say, well, I'm gonna get back at this one. And, and, but we solve nothing. We, we, we widen the chasm, we widen the divide when we uh, respond so quickly that we're willing to just kind of throw somebody under the bus because we, we feel like we have to answer. You don't have to. You don't have to click like. You don't have to respond. You can ignore it. A prudent man ignores the insults. 
Look at uh, Psalm, well, Psalms, while we're back in Proverbs, look at Psalms 37, verse 8. Psalm 37, verse 8. It says, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Can't be much more clear than that, can it? Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil, for the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land in just a little while the wicked will be no more, though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight yourselves in abundant peace. What is he saying? Give it to God and go to sleep. Give it to God and go to sleep. Let God be the ultimate judge because he's the only true righteous judge. Turn back to the New Testament to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we were there a little bit ago, but there's a couple scriptures that I want to share with you in that same chapter of Matthew chapter 5. First of all, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meek doesn't mean um, picked on or you're somebody's doormat. It means the humble of heart. It means those who are willing to, to take offense for Jesus name are willing to to take it and just give it to the Lord just pass it right on through don't partake in it don't mull it over don't revisit it over and over again because every time you do you make room for the animal enemy then verse 9 blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God we're going to get into the beatitudes under B but I love this one because each one of these has a risk and a reward so to speak blessed are the peacemakers, there's your risk, for they shall be called sons of God. There's your reward. Why are peacemakers uh, given a reward? Because they're people of unity. Not unity above truth. Never. Never. Truth has to be first. But um, to do your best to be unified with one another. Go to 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says this in verses 4 through 7. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep clearing my voice, but I'm working through a cold. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient, kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Love never ends. Love never ends. We need to remember that the basis of what Jesus did for us is love. So the basis of what we should do for others should be love. It's logical, right? He loved us, so we love others. And not just the lovable or not just when they're lovable. We need to understand that there's a consistency that needs to come with our maturity in Christ. And that consistency means that we are not easily uh, kicked off balance by a, a word or a response or a lack of response or a lack of a word, lack of someone's gratitude or somebody um, taking you uh, uh, to task for something that wasn't your fault. It's okay to say, I didn't do that. It's not okay to get angry and to get upset and to divide over those kinds of things. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. We're almost done. Galatians chapter 5. Don't be angry with me. Just kidding. 
Um, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, flesh with its passions and desires. One of those desires is to get even, right? Is to Is to be heard. We need to put those things to bed and let God be the one who battles for us. Verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. There's that maturing that we're not going ahead of the Spirit or behind the Spirit. We're not. He's not dragging us and we're not dragging him. Verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Why? Because all of that leads to disunity. All of that leads to, to disunity, which by the world, the world sees and the enemy sees and looks for uh, reasons to, um, to put uh, even more division between us as brothers and sisters. And we see enough of that. I believe that the church would come together today under what we believe the commonality of Scripture not what time do you worship, not what day do you worship, not what style of worship, but the fact that we worship God individually, corporately, in different ways, at different times, in different days. We Some may raise hands, some may not, but if we would get together and do the core values of who Jesus is, uh, who the Bible says he is, that the word of God is, is the word of God, not man's opinions. The Bible does not contain the word of God. It is the word of God. We believe the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe that Jesus came and uh, uh, came and died. He lived a sinless life, died, and was res- resurrected, and he's coming back again. If we got together under those standards and we put down um, our anger and we put down our, um, our desire to have to be right, but rather to, to live in a right relationship, we'd make a difference in this world. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll get ready to close. Verses 20, Ephesians 4, verses 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath and give no opportunity to the devil. You can be angry and sin not. You can deal with it immediately. You can have those flashes of indignation or annoyance or displeasure but we need to deal with them immediately and not let the sun go down on your wrath, meaning get to it immediately. Because if you don't, you're going to allow the enemy to have um, uh, an opportunity to divide and to conquer. And we do not want that to happen. So we need to deal with our anger. And How do we do that? We go to the word of God. We go to the word of God. We give it to God and we ask God to be God. We ask God to be God. We're going to let him fight our battles. But in the meantime, if there are relationships that need to be restored, can I tell you, make the call, drop by the house, send the letter. I don't know what it takes. It may be that you're angry with somebody who's gone. They've already passed on. Write a letter as if you're writing it to them and put it in the letter and then ask God to cleanse your heart and then move forward. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, as we close, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you until we talk again.